0: Thank you for joining us in this short series of scary tales brought to you by the Potluck Podcast on podbean.com I am your host, Tony B. Recently Producer, creator, director, editor with no production assistance from anyone whatsoever But when they need a project the fucking sea is parted and my help is needed. Funny how this works. Okay, I'm done. Enjoy. This is the scariest story I think I have ever told. Perhaps from an internalization, but perhaps also you'll agree. It comes to us by way of a deleted account. missing family members and ironically two funeral notices for the author who is believed to still be alive today but at this point and in this case after relocating their entire lives to some small town in Massachusetts. William and Josephine. Yes, that's right. Josephine. Somehow she survived her beheading. The first of its kind, kind of experimental surgery. This beheading reattachment procedure stunned the medical research community beyond compare. Nevertheless, William or Harry. That's right, Harry, the emaciated old tap dancer from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Somehow, these two people's wretched paths were destined to cross again. In the enchanting old town Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Finishing up her college credits, Josephine remained behind, while William, Harry, drove the large box truck they conveniently borrowed from neighbors they met during the purchase weeks leading up to this very moment. After a 15 hour drive. Mostly because William got lost a few times. Damn this GPS! He finally made it to the hostel he rented online while driving. And we certainly do not recommend you do such a thing. A town called Stafford, New York, about 50 miles or so to his new home destination. William found a nice restaurant, ordered a filet, medium rare. It turned out to be so delicious he finished the six ounce before the waitress could even ask, which only served to provide compliments to the cook and overall business satisfaction. This led to a nice tip and a check-in at the hostel. Unfortunately, his timing couldn't have been worse for the internet service, as due to a horrible storm earlier in the week. I think it was Ian. Notwithstanding, the cell signal in the area was horrible as well. So, no entertainment via internet, which at this point was all William could afford. It got real Dark, very quickly, continued storming, cloudy, frightening weather. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face, kind of weather. Once Inside the hostel, William used the provided lumber and starter timber to get a fire going to burn up some of this cold moisture. As he's lighting the fire, he forgets to open up the flue. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's smoke everywhere. Oh, God. Oh, God. Close. Was this closing? Or is this opening? I think I'm opening. Oh, God. It's opening. Okay. All right. There goes this one. Whew. <laughs> ah, okay. That's better. A little more? A little more. Okay, a little more. There you go. That's better. I'll ah, better now. <laughs> Though the place was nice. Still had a bit of a eerie feel to it. It was unnerving, very unvibey, weird creaking noises everywhere, like someone's hiding within the recesses of this all of a sudden scary place. After hours of not being able to sleep, mostly because William was smoking sativa, the strain of cannabis that awakens, enlightens, energizes, and inspires. William began experiencing fatigue. Heavy eyes became heavier, which started overwhelming William taking over, eventually consuming his desire to stay awake, complete sleep, that is, deep needed sleep. After some time, William starts awakening, not by his own doing. There appeared to be a presence, a heavy cool comes over as his eyes begin their focus. There, to his shock and surprise, was a sort of human figure in the darkest corner of the room. An ominous presence William had felt long before this. long before falling asleep, long before this moment. Those fears so real, so ever-present. With a refocus, William strained to see the figure better. He sees me see him William said to himself, now it's time to kill this son of a bitch intruder. The only problem was, William couldn't move. William could not budge. The emaciated old tap dancer from New Brunswick, New Jersey had been through so much more scarier things than this. A lone stalker. Caught red-handed, but yet nothing worked. It seemed, no matter how much William wanted to move, he couldn't. A sleep paralysis, he said to himself stuck. William could not command his extremities no matter how he tried. Both William and the figure stared directly to each other's eyes. A red glow intensified as William, realized he was much closer now, inching closer and closer. William figured out this figure got gooned from all the cannabis he consumed just before his slumber. So locked in this death stare, William got an idea. Stop staring. Close eyes completely for a long time. He did this. Upon opening his eyes, the figure was gone. Where did this figure go? He was gone along with his paralysis. What was this frozen state? This aware comatose moment in absolute hell. William jumped up, examined the entire house. Nothing, no one, anywhere about the place. Did he dream this? It was so real. Apparently, the most terrifying thing in life is feeling powerlessness, the helplessness of watching total mayhem and not being able to do a thing about it. This psychological tale invokes a sense of being buried alive at one point, it brings terror to the strongest of men, the biggest. And bravest of men. Thank you for listening to these scary tales. You'll find us on the Potluck Podcast on Podbean.com. We're wishing you a happy Halloween.